Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment podcast about finding new homes for the lost forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Nigel. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, for those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, on the Muse on Minis podcast. I uh, We used to cover uh, War Machine. I used to be on Focus and Fury before that. Mm-hmm. And I'm the uh, owner and operator of uh, the Muse on Minis like, token maker business. Very nice. A very important part of the ecosystem of miniatures games is those auxiliary token creators. Yeah, yep. Um. But yeah, and you are also jokingly re- uh, referred to, uh, at least in the Omnis Discord, as the X-Force hype man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tried to make me the Messiah, but I had to make that Dizzard. Dizzard's actually got, like, credentials. I'm just the hype man. I'm literally just Flavor Flav. <laughs> then... Fair enough. Um. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know if that will be conducive to what we end up doing today, but it, I figured mm-hmm. it would be worth bringing up because X-Force is a thing that I am interested in looking at in the grand scheme of things uh, soon again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they're, I think they're great. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I like to keep up and try everything. I touched Sam Spam for the first time in like eight months last week. And that mm-hmm. was super, super fun. Yeah. Um, got, What's got, it, what, what, what flavor of it? Did you have like Hulk and all that stuff, or did you just take like actual spam spam? Uh, I I went spam spam focused around playing Ant Man and Wasp because I was going to go see the movie later that night. Okay. Um, Ant Man and Wasp, really solid characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm always shocked at the uh, particularly Ant Man. I mean, I. Don't really know what Wasp does. Every time I've played against her in the A Force, he tends to explode. But like, I know Ant Man is kind of intimidating, and I'm guessing they have kind of similar kits. Or I'm not really sure if they're well. So Wasp has a couple really interesting things, and this is tangent part of the show. Uh, yep. But so she has two really great things. One, she has a terrain throw. Fantastic. She is actually secretly. Very solid at taking someone down when she gets the chance. Okay. Um, and then two, her builder on her small side, it is range. I, I want to double check to make sure I got the stats right. But the important part is you do not gain power for damage dealt by the, uh, your opponent doesn't gain power for damage dealt by the attack. Oh. And it's a range two five dice energy attack. Okay. And then I think she you had, were talking about a death and taxes list a couple of podcasts ago. Yes, I I am known for death and taxes. Uh, that ability is very strong in any list you put it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she she has so much mobility, like just an insane amount of mobility. Yeah. Um, because like when she is full power, she can do two range three six dice attacks. Uh, that gives you a medium move end of range one place, and then you, uh, and then another range one place in there for the chain size, and you get a uh, size three or less medium throw. Hmm. So she can be in very deep, very quickly, 
and still and thwack someone. Yeah. She's she is a glass cannon if you can play her right. Okay. For a three threat. So uh she saw and then Ant Man just has mo both of them have mobility for days. Yeah. Ant Man also just a character who can get places you do not want him. And then that six die builder into that seven dice beam. Hmm. Actually I should look at him in my uh X-Men Blue. Mm, very fair. Uh, X-Men is one of the teams that I don't play often enough just because I play against Charles too often. Yeah, but he doesn't play real X-Men. He plays the X-Men Red and Gold. <laughs> oh, someone has X-Men opinions. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get him sold on Blue. He's refusing. He's absolutely uh, impervious to my shenanigans. Yeah. So, uh, now I must ask you what is potentially a very difficult question. What character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? This is not that difficult. The only thing that's difficult is narrowing it down to one. But yeah. if I had to, I'd have to say Nightcrawler. Um, uh. Just because I know everybody. But look, X-Men are awesome. But Nightcrawler completes the... Um, I grew up uh, really like... Uh, Nightcrawler is the one that, like, a lot of nerds, I think, probably identify with the most. Because, mm -hmm. like, nerds never feel comfortable in their own skin. And they, like, are usually kind of out of place in, like, high school or whatever. And Nightcrawler is the one. He's that person of the X-Men. Everybody else has varying degrees of, like, confidence in themselves. And he's the only one who struggles with, like, who he is physically. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, uh, you know, and he also has just, like, a great... Um, the bond with him and Wolverine and the other character, you know, Kitty Pride, and mm -hmm. he has like a unique relationship with everybody in the crew. Um, so yeah, I don't know. For me, it's like a sentimental, like yeah, yeah. He's a I super get it, sweet character, but I hear it a lot. <laughs> no, that's true, and he's he obviously he suffers from looking super cool. Um, and also his power, you know, it's like when you think about the game and the way it plays. And we're talking about Ant Man and Wasp. He's going to be in that in that kit mm -hmm. of all over the place doing cool stuff. Which is, you know, I don't know if X Men needs more or less of that, but whatever. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh -huh. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, I've always been more interested in the female characters. And yeah. So and like. Well, the then you should be a huge X Men fan then. Yes, I. I... X-Men's one of the really, like, progressive... I would... I'd have to make an argument. I don't know. There's, I mean, obviously, like, A-Force, rather. And I'm sure there's indie comics that are just yes. do this way better. But X-Force, for sure. I mean, or X-Men adopted almost a, an exact parody. You know, yes. male to female. Uh -huh. And they did it early. And the females aren't... Uh, the, the women aren't um, any bit inferior to the guys. Like, the guys don't carry anything. Um you know, Storm is rogue. Is they're all just more powerful than Scott uh -huh. Summers. You know. Oh yeah. Um. So it's. I love X Men as a comic book property. People trying to adapt X Men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just my thing with X Men is not necessarily like they have great female characters. Yes. Uh. But that X Men is queer AF. Mm -hmm. 
And that's a thing people forget about when they adapt it and makes it less fun. Yeah. Well, it goes through the, like, corporate homogenization, you know, so they gotta, like... But, you know, that would change, you know, if if the original X-Men that came out with Hugh Jackman came out today, the Brian Singer, I'm sure it would be a, a lot more queer than it was in 2000. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> uh, I think it's X2 has maybe one of the queerest scenes I have ever seen. Um, the, oh. the scene where Iceman is giving Wolverine a beer... Mm-hmm. And, like, half the scene is just one of them staring at the other one's ass. <laughs> I don't remember it. I have to go back. I actually just watched the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, like, cringing so hard at it that I was, like, I was going to do, like, a paint marathon. And the first one was, like, nope, I'm going to put those away for a bit. But, yeah, I'll have to watch the second one again. I think X2 is still very, is, is a... X two is still in my upper echelon of comic book of Marvel movies and TV shows, um, but mm-hmm. I have weird opinions about this. I I am the person who tops the li- uh, who tops my MCU ranking with Eternal, so take me with okay. a grain of salt. I have specific <laughs> tastes. What did you like about Eternals? It is laser targeted at me. Okay, <laughs> like it it steals its pacing from Ghost in the Shell. It is. Kind of, it's this mix of action movie and existentialist film. I just, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, yeah, I was, I, um, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I didn't like about it. It's not that it's like, it just, it just was like doing a lot and then not getting, the, I don't know. It was just, yeah. They're, like, protecting the Earth, and you just kind of knew that the, the twists were coming, you know, because it's the only way the movie would work, and I just wasn't, uh... I, I think the stuff they did with Icarus is actually, like, a fascinating example, uh, examination of, uh, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. And also, it was, at the end of the film, it had the most characters that I wanted to see again out of an uh, MCU film in a long time. Um, I'd probably agree with that too because I really liked uh, uh, Sprite, the Irish guy, um, the you know, the speedster gal, and then the yeah. yeah, I did the characters that made it through it, and then uh, Camille. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked all of them. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the. Mm-hmm. But like, like McCoy and Druig are so cute together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I, I really was like, I sort of. Uh, you know, obviously hated him at first because that's the whole point. They made him super hateable. And then he, like, over the top kind of redeemed himself as a character, basically. Almost as soon as you realize that they were an item, you're like, oh, okay, he's not he's not a total douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, I think X2 is really good. And I think it's X3 has one of my favorite sequences. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people don't have a lot of good things to say about X3. Um. But is X is X three the one where Magneto just sends like wave after wave of dude to get killed of his own guys to get killed, then he eventually just takes out the whole base with the bridge. Yes. Yeah, I think that one's that one. Yeah. Uh, but the opening scene of the government raiding the X mansion and it's following Kitty Pryde as she uh, she's like falling through the building and stuff. That's really good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, despite that film being a mess. Um, yeah, it has some interesting pieces in it. 
I, I'm glad you uh, say that or that you can compartmentalize because that's what like I've been trying to get my friends to watch uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> and I'm like, trust me, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but it is a horrible movie. Yeah. Um, like, I'll be honest, I think with the exclusion of Quantumanium, what just came out and I am, I don't know about. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of conflicting feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think X3 is better than, like, the last four Marvel movies. Because... Hmm. Oh, no, no. The last four? Okay, I'm trying to think about the last four. So you have Eternals, right? So you didn't... No. Nope. You were just saying that Eternals... No, uh, so it would have been, uh... Buh, 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 uh, Wakanda Forever, which... That film is a mess. Yep. God, is that film a mess? Uh, Love oh, yeah. and Thunder, also a complete mess. Yeah, kind of a good mess, uh, a fun mess, but a mess, yes. Uh, and Multiverse of Madness, which is uh, my least another, favorite. Another mess. <laughs> uh, uh, but also a fun mess. I enjoyed I enjoyed two messes. They're like Jackson Pollock enjoyment. And I then the third. I not enjoy the character assassination that was uh, Multiverse of Madness. Which uh, character got assassinated? Oh, I mean, Pizza Papa. That was, you know, like what they they did Pizza Papa dirty, so that was a little upsetting. But... No, uh, they did Scarlet Witch dirty in that film. Oh, well, is it not really Scarlet Witch, though? It's like a multiverse version? No, it's... They took their most interesting character and flattened her out into the least interesting villain they've had for a long time. Well, didn't they... The 616 beat... The 616... No, Scarlet Witch was what she won, right? She likes the good guy who has the kids and. No. Oh, wait! Am I confused by this movie now? Yes. <laughs> you're, you're, I, I think I retconned it and made it good, and then. <laughs> yeah, you did, because uh, okay. it was the Scarlet Witch from uh, the uh, Illuminati divan- uh, dimension was the one that okay. ended up winning. Okay. The other dimensioned one, and the sixth one, uh, the mainline universe one, was the evil one that had that took one of their most interesting and multi-dimensional characters and flattened her out into a caricature. Oh, she was literally the one from the show, and then she just turned evil. Then yes. I, okay, that that made so little sense to me. I was like, what? Then then when they showed the other one, I'm like, okay, that's the one from the show because she's literally living in the show basically. And then, so I just like in my head made it work so that it wasn't terrible. But if it's if that's the six one six, she just was like went through the entire show, Wandavision, and then had to defeat you know Agatha or whatever, and mm-hmm. then immediately just flips a switch and goes back crap all over again. Yep. Hmm. Um, okay, well that one is yeah, that one's a little sus of a movie, I guess. But and then uh, I have. Uh... People will not agree with me on this, but uh, I think uh, No Way Home is a disaster of a film. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the Mysterio one, though? No. Uh, that is okay. the most recent Spider-Man one. The Mysterio one, I also think, is a disaster of a film for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I randomly love the Mysterio one, though. I, the no, com- way, no way. Uh, the comedy of the Mysterio one didn't land for me. Which... Mm make that film a lot tougher to sit through. Yeah. Uh, but No Way Home is the, like, we have all the Spider-Man actors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and I think in doing so, they have shot the uh, actual actor for Spider-Man so badly in the foot, they blew off his entire leg by putting up against two actually fully realized versions of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think um, Tobey Maguire's, like, my least favorite of them. Garfield's great. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I. Uh, I don't know if I totally. I just get. That's not giving old Tom Holland a fair shake. Tom Holland, in a lot of ways, is like the most pure one, right? Where he has, he's kind of mixed up because you never got the Uncle Ben, well, and um, story with him. And... He 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 has never been the everyman, uh, uh, everyman superhero that Spider Man is. Yeah, like Tony Tony Stark came in and almost kind of ruined him a bit. A hundred percent ruined him, and yeah. I think they are still trying to fight off that bad writing decision. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that is our requisite digression for the episode. What else is new? sure? Who did you bring for us to talk about today? Um. Well, I brought Cyclops. Very fair. Uh, the straight man of the X-Men. Yep, yeah. <laughs> kind of. He has a lot of bad turns. He does ultimately have to go... He's the most hypocritical uh, straight man. I mean, I guess it's... He's like a weird... But yes, through the 80s, he was by far the biggest Boy Scout. And then in the 90s, they started to kind of make him sketch more and more sketch. And then it got to the point where it was like, he's basically just Wolverine <laughs> or, you know, he, I just, I feel like uh, when I read the stuff that came out, like the thousand, the aughts and the, mm-hmm. it's not even the same Cyclops to me, but, um, but at least he has not committed as many war crimes as beast. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, uh, beast is a, uh, one that I also don't randomly. I've avoided a lot of like the beast uh, arcs in X-Men. Beast is randomly like, but what if I war crime? <laughs> and like, this has been going on for a while. Mm. Um, sometimes you don't even realize it, and then you look at the uh, look at what war crimes actually are and go, "Oh, that's a war crime." Oh, what do you do? <laughs> so yeah, no, Beast is randomly like, "Let's commit war crimes." <laughs> It makes sense that he's now a member of X-Force. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a hard time imagining Kelsey Grammer uh, committing war crimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, we have done Cyclops once before, so in addition to... Uh, but it has been a long time. Uh, Cyclops was episode 19. That puts it at over a year, nearly two years ago. So we okay. haven't touched this character in a long time. But as per tradition, we will not do him in what we did last time, which was uh, Steve Avengers. And we will not do him in his native home of Uncanny X-Men. Which is a smidge unfortunate not to have another diversion. But I did just play 20 games of X-Men Blue mm-hmm. to, as like my homework assignment for this. <laughs> and, and I have been thinking of him as a Splash character. Um, but I did, I literally just smoked the whole pack of him and X-Men Blue, <laughs> but that's okay. We can, we can move off of that. Yeah. Uh, X-Men Blue is a fascinating thing that I bring up mm-hmm. occasionally and people just aren't down to clown with it, but I think it does I think, have legs. I think for sure it has legs. Um, 
I mean, the game's so different than it was when he came out. I mean, yeah. I actually wrote it down once. It was like he's packed like 45, like CP45. So there's been 100 releases yeah. since him. So it's like 41 and not 41, quite 100. Because yeah. um, when you count the gaps, I think it's only like 70. Okay. But uh, that's that's a that's a yeah, lot of that's characters lot that of come characters. out with. Um and that when that happens, every time a new character comes out, it kind of rebalances everything before them in some way. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think when he came out you had a critical mass of like crit characters who I think what people think is leadership. Um they think they want to use like Gene Gray spenders, mm-hmm. you know, like six cost. That's just the wrong use totally the wrong way to think. Is like I think you want like two cost spenders. People with two cost spenders with him are so good. Mm-hmm. So if you just if you and then your three cost spenders are your big cleanup like home run hitters, mm-hmm. and then he himself with a four cost spender. So anyways, um, I've really been enjoying X Men Blue. Just like straight up honestly, I'm out of twenty games, I'm sixteen and four. Nice. Uh, I went three and one at a tournament. Um, you know, I've all of my games have been like. Uh, right there, like pretty close. I mean, two two of them I got stomped pretty hard, but I was playing kind of like casually. Like, uh, they had like a magna rack of all their models, and they're like, "I'm just gonna throw some stuff out there." And I was like, "Well," <laughs> so we played the we like threw the crises out, and I had no idea. Like, I didn't understand like what they could possibly pull out of the trade. Outcomes like Malekith and Hulk, and um, so like, oh, okay, well, I did not. But you know, like, yeah, um, he's there. The, the you know. Uh, pay to flips isn't just for X, you know, Storm X Men. It's it's actually just for X Men. Yeah, of course. Um, do you have any places that immediately jump to mind of spl- where you want to splash? Uh, yeah, two. Uh, two hardcore ones would be Cabal with OG Red Skull, mm-hmm. and then uh, Magneto with Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Both those, those ones are. What's up? Both of those are really solid places. Um, and I want to add a third in that realm. Okay. Uh, which is the one I have played him with, which is Hydra with Master of Hydra leadership. Okay. Because um, he just gains extra power by standing on the point. Um, and it gets you really... Uh, and then you can just reposition re- uh, the motor machine that is Let's Go Master of Hydra around. Yeah, yep. And that's really the two the two axes for which you would use him as a splash. And like in the case of Magneto, it's he does both axes, which is you're moving Magneto plus you're getting massive amounts of power to do mm-hmm. your stuff. But like Dormammu would be a great place for him too. Yeah. Um but like yeah, that that mass, you know, anybody who can give him just a little bit of power so that he they can benefit from his movement. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. He's he's a I think he's a very interesting character right now, but Yeah. Now that we have a lot more big, scary characters, the ability to reposition them earlier in the round um, into positions where they can do damage um, is now much more valuable. Like, while it doesn't help him with his power gain, I would not be mad at him as a Malachis support tool. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Um... You get a little bit of push to get threats out of Malachis' range. Uh, out of range uh, to, like, blow up Malekith, because a lot yep. of the things that threaten Malekith on the on the size 2 end are characters that don't have inherent reposition. Yeah. Well, you're also just getting secure parity occasionally. Yeah. Like, sometimes you're 
three or four wide with Malekith and they're six wide. So you need to just, you know, push up a couple people and kind of mess with them. Mm-hmm. Um, just to help Malekith, you know, have to do a little bit less. But like, um, the other thing, the thing that the tech, so, you know, a couple episodes, one of the things that got me onto this was you did an episode on uh, Electra. Mm-hmm. And you talked about a Crimson Dynamo with her. And I was like, wait a second, Scott Summers does that same thing. And then um, it's just a blast. That's basically, that's like what it started for me is like, mm-hmm. that's my island. And then I build everything around that. But um, Crimson Dynamo works into like a lot of those plans. Um, yeah. That's where the Cabal thing. So it's like, if you could somehow play Cabal with OG Red Skull, and then you had Crimson Dynamo, and so that's a that's a twelve point core, and you still need two affiliated models. You need like Zemo and Bullseye to like uh, to make it. But I think that would be super fun because that mm-hmm. would be two beams generating a ton of extra power, a lot of shock and control, and yeah. then two people who are moving. You know, Red Red Skull and Cyclops both move people around. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a super fun, like a lot more mobile than it looks like it'd be. And reminder about OG Red Skull, he has two ways to reposition size 5 characters. Because mm. he has a uh, wild push uh, with no size restriction on his strike, and a if deals damage throw on his spender with no size restriction. Mm. People forget about that. Yeah. And he's also just, uh, yeah, Red Skull's... Uh... Another guy who's fallen out of favor, mm-hmm. and he's interesting. He's like, I don't know why he's, uh, you know, he's pretty kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. He's just an old toy at this point. Yeah. Um, Are there any other places that jump out to you? Um, um, A-Forces kind of works. Mm-hmm. Just again, anybody who gives him power and he's moving She-Hulk around, and she they follows both the axes again. Um, nothing, yeah. I like you can't. I don't know if you'd play him like Asgard or uh, like Wakanda or something. You know, I, I mean, unless you, I guess you could if you were really crazy and you did like Convocation slash Midnight Suns, and then you had uh, Wong. You know, like feeding him a little bit. If you're already uh, so, there's probably some homes for him where you're trying to. He's the mercenary you're trying to make do the work as opposed to him, you know, kind of doing a combined work plus. But I think the Brotherhood one for my money is like the one where it's like the best bang for your buck both ways. Mm-hmm. Like re- repoing Magneto plus, you know, beaming every turn. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think you can be that consistent with him. In Brotherhood. I think you just run out of terrain bef- uh, too quickly if you're trying to be that consistent. Give him that yeah. much power every turn. Yeah, that could, that could be. Um, but it's only a four cost, and he's got his builder, so it's like if you do a builder into a... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. He, he seems to get there a lot. But then you, I think, you know, you're probably thinking he's going to be playing quick draw and, like, the moves a lot. But... Yeah, I have a friend who plays uh, Brotherhood. He uses them um, pretty consistently in like a lot of his lists. It's been it's been pretty effective. He's, um, 
otherwise, I do want to bring up Guardians. It's a gunline team. They like more gunline. Um, and he doesn't mind the rerolls, uh, especially to get his engine going early. And just the way that those rerolls ex uh, kind of exponentially make uh, quick draw better is of note. Yeah. Um, he's also, well, not probably the best piece. He is a functional piece in the play on your other uh play on your opponent's terms style of shield using that quick draw to uh make really difficult traps for your opponent to get around. Yep. Um I also think there may be just enough of that style of thing to go in other affiliations uh such as the cabal we mentioned earlier um with uh Red Skull's ability to redirect attacks that are centered at him, allowing you to basically Draw. add an extension piece of your trap. Yep. Um, so, so those are a couple things that are on my mind. Um, but yeah, there's. I think he has some places, um, but I don't think he is like above and beyond everything. No, for sure. I th I think you need a specific, and then the Red Skull home is like really exciting because like it's a seven die beam, and he pays four to do it. And if you hit three people, he almost gets his money back. Yeah. So it's like it's just so good. It's like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say that uh, the the thing we did in the last episode that I think is still very good and very funny. Um, that you can do much more easily in the Red Skull home, which is uh, repositioning a Loki bubble on your uh, in the middle of the when when Loki's already activated using Cyclops, and it's hysterical. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you thought you were out of this bubble, but let me reposition it so now it's on your entire team. Nino Nana Poo Poo. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it sounds like we want to go classic Red Skull Cabal. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. It's uh, it does have. I just love like the yeah. It, it's like a closed loop synergy of like you're generating power, you're moving people who want to be moved. Um, you can play it with like when you have that much like dis you know uh friendly displacement or whatever uh, repositioning. Mm -hmm. Um, you can have access to characters if you really want to go deep in the tank. You can polish other turds like uh, crossbones or something. You know, you can really dust off uh, other people, but. The first one, though, that I want to talk about is a new boy in town. Ulick? Yeah. Yeah, Ulick's exciting. Don't have to, yeah. don't have to twist my arm there. Ulick's exciting. I think he is very solid in this Red Skull Cabal. And just, he is such backline precision that he can just get on someone. Yep. And I just, I want to try him. Yeah, yeah, this would be a good. So, and he's Cabal, so mm -hmm. we're looking at nine points and then 13 with him. So, we just need uh, a two point and then. Which, if we're doing Cabal two points, I think we want to lean towards Bullseye. Yeah. Um, Lower down the pay scale, though, but still a newer model that I haven't heard much talk about. How do you feel about Scourge? Um. I actually love Scourge. I think he's like uh, super underrated. Mm -hmm. I mean, a three threat with the six 
six die gainer, I guess, but uh, it's still amazing. Mm -hmm. And he has taunt. Yep. Um, and I think with we we are a team that's going to have a lot of reposition ability. Um, so the we can like surgically place the taunt where we need it to be in very annoying ways. Yeah. So I think I think that is something to like be aware of with, uh, the team. Um. So I I and he is again cabal affiliated. So why not? Yeah. Are there any cabal characters that jump out to you as ones you want to talk about? Um. Let's see here. Um. Gotta go. I gotta filter out. Just go cabal. Mm-hmm. Cabal's one that um, has a lot of people. It has a lot of people, and I like so I like like so many people. Yeah. Um. Like this is a good like Mister Sinister. I always love Mister Sinister, and then him actually just being Cabal, so you're not like splashing him, mm -hmm. and then you're doing the energy beam, you know, a Mystic Beam for one mm -hmm. that's going to get him one or two power back potentially. That's pretty awesome mm -hmm. um i still love freaking mr sinister as a splash into hydra on their turn to get force extraction onto one that they heal off anyway is very yeah. powerful yeah and that like was there for a minute and then just disappeared into smoke <laughs> yeah yeah i think people maybe just they all ported them into weapon x and then it didn't work there either <laughs> like it was because <laughs> uh... hydra wants the tankiness yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Mr. Sinister is a very solid model. I would be down to ta uh, throw him in there, but I do I do think we need a second three. Just, second three. Just from like math perspective. Well, I love I love Hood. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, having uh, rapid fire with OG Red Skull seems great. Mm -hmm. um, I also Zemo. Zemo seems like a, just a windmill. Yeah, that, you'd be crazy not to have Zemo in there. I I think we go with Zemo out of the two of them. Yeah, and then what about Baron Mordo? Mordo, Mordo is an interesting character. Um, someday I will fit, build the full Baron list. <laughs> yeah. Um, Baron Mordo. He does some really interesting stuff, especially on some scenarios that don't get played as often. Mm. Um, like, have you played him on uh, Cosmic Invasion? Mm -mm. Uh, so when you roll a crit or wild on Cosmic Invasion, you get two power and then get pushed short. Right? Okay. His vaulting boots about uh, Valtor cost two, and if after he gets pushed... Oh, and I then see. he made Van short, so he, uh, so he can get some distance if you do it right. Yeah. Um. This all this is on any push effect. So if if you have a an effect that pushes, uh, actively in your affiliation, that's really solid. He is. I don't see him coming in over other pieces, and we're already at seven characters, so I. I'm not sure if he fits in a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. 
Like, I would play a hood over him in Cabal just because of um, his physical deficit is much more noticeable in Cabal than in other places. Yeah. Because they are a team that wants to fight. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we were talking about one Splash character. Do we want the Dynamo? I mean, I would, I would absolutely love to get Dynamo in there. It's rough getting eight, eight points of Splash, but uh, you know, whatever. If we can make it work. Uh, high threat values are popular, even if they aren't always the right idea. Because, mm-hmm. like, as we are now, one second. To do look at my magic at 18 you get uh a a you can start using both of them yeah with some really uh, actually no 17 actually even because you go red skull cyclops bullseye baron zemo and crimson dynamo or you go the other end of the spectrum and go a Red Skull, Cyclops, Ulick, uh, Mr. Sinister list and just be annoying as sin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we got Sinister in there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... it's I And then, like, at 20, you get some dumb stuff. Yeah. Because um, we have the right amount of people where we go Red... Red Skull, Cyclops, Mr. Sinister, Ulick, Scourge as a team is dastardly. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I'm loving it. I like. Yeah. I love the options, too. We can kind of go uh, Ulick into uh, tougher things mm-hmm. or to things we want to hunt down. Yeah. Or we can go you want to kill down. a storm, bring Ulick. Yeah, for sure. Um. Are there any other splash characters that jump out to you? I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking at them now. Um, ones that uh, I enjoy seeing on the table is uh, Arnim Zola, but I don't know if I really care about him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, Loki. We talked about Loki. Yeah? Do we want to get Loki in there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I so love that. Brain-wise... Uh, I want to quickly float an idea about, because I think we only have, like, one more in Affiliations plot, and then I think we want one more oh. Splash. And yeah. I want to bring up the idea of bringing Enchantress as a other Cabal Splash. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, well, you know what? Another beam. I'm all for it, actually. I like the stacking beams. And if you're playing a core of Red Skull Enchantress Scourge, you can bring the uh, Meet My Executioner card that uh, redirects a collision, which protects your characters a fair bit. All right. I'm in. Yeah. Um, Then I want to talk about a weird potential splash. Okay. How do you feel about Honey Badger? Whoa. Well, personally, um, 
Current currently, I terrorize everyone I know with Honey Badger, so I I probably use her in like ninety eight percent of my games. So I'm all for Honey Badger. Um, but what in this one is the? So there are there are two respects for Honey Badger. One, she is another she is an attack re- another attack redirect, which means you're getting a lot of protection for your range threats. Yep. And keeping your opponent at bay, in a way. Uh, two, uh, the Cabal leadership is dependent on you dealing damage, so reducing your enemy's defense dice okay. by one is increases the likelihood that you are going to get that cyclical nature you're looking for. Yep. Um, and three, she's another two threat, and I think with how expensive some of our cores are, having a second two is not the worst thing in the world. Yep, yep. Um, not the worst thing. And then we get exceptional healing for that obnoxious turn where we basically can fold in on a Malekith or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I'm guessing I'm attacking Honey Badger this turn. Well, and the ability um, to, spl- like, having both Honey Badger and Scourge on the table at the same time is so annoying for your character to try and get to uh, Red yeah. Skull Dynamo uh, Cyclops. Yeah, I recently talked about like the difference between Honey Badger and Nebula in that Honey Badger absolutely has to be dealt with, period. Like for both characters can't affect scenario, they can't win you the game mm-hmm. on points. And then people will still like go out of their way to attack Honey Badger because she's, you know, they can't just have their whole team minus one defense, also the threat the threat of um mm-hmm. you know, ankle biter, the whole she's just too too impactful. Yeah. Which I love, so And then also, you know, in X twenty three, she has just the natural. You know, you're always getting her in the most annoying spot with her uh, sister, little mm-hmm. sister rules. Whereas this, we just got uh, we got old Cyclops to push her in there. Cyclops, uh, we have both Cyclops and Red Skull to reposition these pieces into just the most annoying places. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that is ten characters. I have Cyclops, Red Skull, Ulick, Bullseye, Scourge, Mr. Sinister, Zemo, Crimson Dynamo, Enchantress, and Honey Badger. Yeah. Which, that just seems like an annoying 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got uh, a bunch of different um, tools in this shed with which to, like, we've got Mystic Beams, Energy Beams, Mm -hmm. um, we've got it all. Um, We're only missing that physical beam. Yeah, we are missing the we are missing the uh, Logan. <laughs> I I I've been I played War Machine again the other day, mm-hmm. and he he has a builder physical beam. Ooh. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Three threats. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh scenario wise, I think we are down the middle team. Yeah. Yep. Um. So. Do we? Do we? Do we love demons downtown, or are we just doing Gamma? I think we're a demons team. I don't think we hate it, but I also I think it is the shape we want, and that is more important than what it does for us. Mm-hmm. It's a shape and point value we want. I think that's more important than what it does, because, like, 19, we can start getting ridiculous stuff going on. Yeah. 
Um, so what's what's our third one then? Because mm-hmm. um, I I personally personally like do you think Deadly Meteors or Deadly Meteors is solid. Um, uh, we have that. We ha- but all of our guys are like three energy defense. We don't have any of those big spikes up to four, which are really big. Yep. But it's just more of a it's like a modified modified E shape. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think we like, but uh, yeah, I could see us going off. I'm trying to think of what the other let's go to the crises. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I could see just because it allows such it like accentuates our ability so much beyond anything. I think we have good enough. I don't think we want to do intrusions because I think it will level the playing field too much. Mm-hmm. Um. I agree. Uh, Mayor Fisk is another one that, like, I think we kind of like it, but I don't, like, stun on everybody else. <laughs> uh. But the tick of power from Red School Leadership is a separate tick of power from what you normally build. So mm. we are doing better power generation than our opponent when uh, stun is involved. Mm. Um. So maybe. And if we're trying to cycle spenders... A lot of the time, we are only getting the tick of power from the leadership, so we don't. So stun doesn't matter as much. Oh yeah. So I think Maya Fisk might not be bad. Oh my god, it might actually be. Yeah, because we also you have uh, we're using scourge and like people who yeah okay. Yeah, we have a lot of people who are flat build uh, uh just gainers too. So oh, yeah. Um. Extract-wise, uh, I think we go down the middle again. Research. A researcher and uh, Montessi. Yep. Just bumping, giving giving Honey Patcher a six-dice beam that gains power off of each attack. That seems, yeah, seems good. Well, no, Honey Badger can't do it, but, like, Oh, bullseye. yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, um... Then the final one, do we just want to be Hammer's team? I mean, the only thing the only thing that's potentially better than rapid fire is beams with hammers. Yeah. <laughs> so probably, <laughs> probably. Probably. Cool. So that just leaves tactic cards. All right. This is the uh-huh. one that we're... So, Cyclops does not come with any tactics cards, so we don't have to worry about that. Yep. He has one, and it's called Gene! And we don't play the relevant characters. Yeah. Um, even though Gene is very, very fun. Um, so, Cabal-wise... Yeah, yeah. Cosmic uh, Invigoration? Cosmic Invigoration in Dark Rain. I think... I think we actually like Cosmic Configuration out of these two. Okay. Um, just because when we have Beam City, getting a second Beam City going is not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know if we want to do a Dark Rain. Um, yeah, I think... I don't know. We could put it in the like side bin. Yeah, it's in the maybe pile. 
Um, then there are a couple of new cards. So we were talking about one earlier. Uh, but Meet My Executioner, I think, is a solid card. Yep. Because um, when another ally character would suffer a collision, Enchantress may spend two. Place Scourge within one of that character, and that, and then Scourge suffers the collision, but reduces the amount uh, damage suffered by one. Yeah. Okay. Which is very good. Reposition yeah. uh, Scourge, and it does a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. I also want to talk about a new card. Rock and troll. Huh? Rock and troll. No, not yet. Oh. I'm okay. I'm still talking about the new Scourge card. <laughs> Oh, but oh. on me. Because you have to remember that is both a Beta Ray Bill and a Scourge the Executioner card. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I like extra attacks. That's my favorite. Extra attack, which you get the uh, uh, um, Red School leadership off of, and it is a way to dump power off of a Scourge. And Scourge can build up some power, especially when we're doubling his power generation. Yeah. So, I think that is an interesting part. Now, though, let's talk about Rock and Troll. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, you know, we don't have any, like, turn one abuse of it, but we do, this is going to be good for us, basically. Yeah. We have good turn two abuse of it. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's any, I don't think we're a forced extraction team. Um, we're definitely not a cloning banks team. Uh, I don't think we want Crimson Dynamo's card. The, uh, the, the only case for cloning banks, uh, and this is kind of a comedy gold thing for me, because I don't like to take... Yeah, forced extraction I don't take, but you can cloning banks if you're... I just make Honey Badger with it, because yeah. if we have Honey Badger in the list... And it, he gets there really quick. And then you're like, well, free Honey Badger. And then it's just the game, you know. Right about then, they're getting rid of Scourge. And then Honey Badger shows up, and they got to basically get rid of Scourge all over again. Mm -hmm. um, My only thing is, I think we want to keep... I think we want the tankiness from the Mr. Sinister to keep him alive. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't disagree with that. But speaking of Honey Badger, I think we might be a Jonathan team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the... I have uh, literally never in a single game, and I've played Honey Badger quite a bit. Never in a single game have I ever got gotten Jonathan to like work. <laughs> but I like take it, and then it's just like a dead card in my five. Mm -hmm. But it's, we are a go forward team, so dropping it on the back point in the mid game to go forward, not mm -hmm. the worst thing. Yeah. But I think that's also in the maybe pile. Okay, I'll put it in the... I wrote it, wrote it next to... I'm moving it over to Dark Rain, then. Um, I think... Okay, unsurprising comment. I think we might be a Follow Me team. Um, I don't hate it, uh, but also... Well, yeah, Follow Me pretty pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. that's, that's another card. I Just for no, no real vi actual reason, I tend to not take it, but... Um, it's not like I hate the card or anything. Mm -hmm. 
But like, um, we have so many beam people that generate so much power. Follow me is not going yeah. to be an issue. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Um, do we want Blaze for Impact as well? Um, hmm. I do hate Brace. Uh, do we want Brace? Hmm. like, let's let's look at the other restricted cards. We may be advanced on D team. That that mm-hmm. is just a very very good card, and it gives us a um way to turn Ulic on turn one. It uh gives us a way to um um. And like, it, with Scourge too, it's particularly good because he's or a Red Skull himself, yeah. Yeah, because Red Skull just gains power tone one, walks up, pick up, picks up a thing, and then disseminates three power across the board, and then Ulic can go tone one. Yeah. Um, and then you also give off one power to say an Enchantress or a Crimson Dynamo or even a Cyclops to get him into reposition yeah. range, uh, reposition power scaling really early. Yep. Yeah, because so. all he has to do is get hit with his, you know, one shot. If he moves up and shoots, then he uh, can reposition somebody. Yeah. Um, so that that's a possibility. I don't think we're a disarm team. Mm-hmm. Uh, disarm teams are very tall lists, I think. And it, it's a rarity. But I think disarm is like I've killed most of your board, and you're down to, like, two people left, so on my turn that I'm not following me to clean up, I'm disarming your person, so you can't do anything. Um, Only one, two that, as I'm a huge patch-up fan. Um, yeah. And we have Dynamo and Ulic, who are great. We're going to be having power all over the place, mm-hmm. and we've got two characters that'll consistently pay off a patch-up. And we have two... Uh, we have... Uh, some tanks in our list that will also mm-hmm. really benefit oh, from a yeah. patch up. Yeah, sinister, sinister, scourge, Ulic. Oh yeah, yeah, too. Like you forget, Ulic has damage reduction and seven health. He is going yeah. to get walk out of a patch up. So I, I think patch yeah. up is the way to go out of all of that. Yeah. Um. All right, so patch up gets in there. Whew, good. I nearly avoided having to take brace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mission objective, I think, is a very, very good card. Yep. So, I think it should go in. Objective, throwing it in there. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. I'm already at ten, but that's because I wrote in exceptional healing just yeah. as a. Um, but that would finish us off. I think we Man, can fit in. I think we can fit in exceptional healing, and we have those two maybe board cards that we can rotate out for other stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, There's also cards I like for tech. I like Mark for Death just to hunt down um, people on scoundrels or or X Men in general, or you know, but or it's web not... warriors. <laughs> yeah, or web warriors. Yeah, I just love having that card in my den just to. I love Mark but... for Death. I've I've been an advocate for this card for so long, so I'm down to get it in there. Uh, we have such good cards, though. Um, uh, Jonathan Stoppable, maybe. Yeah, I think I think it would replace Jonathan, or um, and I think we keep Dark Rain. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. 
Well, that's a full 10. Yeah. Cool. So, for the viewers at home, the final list is Cyclops, Red Skull, Ulick, Bullseye, Scourge the Executioner, Mr. Sinister, Zemo, uh, Crimson Dynamo, Enchantress, and Honey Badger. With our tactics cards being Cosmic Invigoration, Meet My Executioner, Scuttlebutt Oh Me, uh, On Me, uh, Rock and Troll, Follow Me, Patch Up, Mission Objective, Exceptional Healing, Mark for Death, and Dark Rain. Secures are Demons Downtown, Has Our Comeuppance Come Due, Gamma Wave Sweeps Across the Midwest, Mayor Fisk, uh, Vows to Find Missing Witnesses, and then Extracts is Research Station Attacked. Montessi formula found, and fear grips world as worthy terrorized city. So yeah. That seems like a fun list. I think so. I'm going to uh, try it. I own all the models. Nice! I own all the models. Oh! that Yeah, that would be nice. That would be a nice problem. Um, so yeah, uh, for those... Uh, if people wanted to find you, where could they find you? On Discord, um, I am the uh, X-Force hype man on Omnis Protocol's uh, Discord. We have the Mizan Minis Discord, um, you know, Taco Truck. I'm sort of Muse Nigel or Steven Swayze. Sometimes I go by. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Swayze is just like an old video game handle where I combine uh, Steven Seagal and uh, Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. and uh, made one super name out of it. Um, but now that I've been watching these YouTube videos that make fun of Steven Seagal, I'm I'm questioning my life choices now. So, um, but yes, you can find me on the discord or on Facebook too. Um, Muse on minis. You can just go and message the like webpage. You Mm -hmm. know, it's always me that people talk to directly. Fantastic. And you also now on the Morlocks discord. I am. Mm -hmm. Where, uh, which you can get onto by joining the Patreon at patreon.com slash Lexo White, where not only do you get to come to the Discord where all of my custom uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff is hiding out, as I continue to work on my versus Capcom expansion, um, you also, for $2 a month, get my monthly check-ins and my quarterly uh, playlists, and then for $5 a month, you get uh, bonus episodes of me and a guest talking about TV or movies, we get, uh, uh, you get my twice a month podcast on what I've been playing in Marvel Crisis Protocol, so you will hear more details about that Ant-Man and Wasp list, along with, uh, the two weeks that I spent doing, uh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> my brain just disappeared. Anyway, you will, you will find out about that, because I have, I have things to say on stuff I've been playing, um. And I will remember it for when I actually record. I promise that much. Um, so yeah, uh, on top of those, you also get all of my end-of-the-year stuff uh, list season, which was super, super fun last year, so go, ch- go catch up on those if you haven't. Um, just a lot of cool stuff going on there. Um, and I highly recommend Ooh, people come check, out, uh, check it out. Um, also, if you want to see me play something completely different every sun- Saturday morning at about 3.30 a.m. PST at twitch.tv slash games, we are designing custom Arkham Horror the card game stuff uh, with the titular Codab. And then uh, if you want to email the podcast, it's morelocksmcp at gmail.com. Thank you very much for coming on. 
Thank you for having me. And keep experimenting, people.